In every pair of Tecovis boots, you can expect handmade quality, first wear comfort, and timeless Western style. A great pair of Western boots will elevate a casual look or add a refined flair that'll draw both eyes and compliments. Tecovis boots are always made from premium bovine and exotic leathers, and with occasional resoling, they will last a lifetime. The best way to shop for boots is at your local Tecovis store, where you'll be greeted by the smell of fresh leather and a friendly smile. Come on in, grab a cold one, get fitted by a pro, and shop the latest styles. We also offer custom branding and leather stamping if you want to personalize your boots or fine leather goods. As spring makes its way into summer, stay cool in a short-sleeve, moisture-wicking pearl snap or make your own shade with one of their classic straw hats, new in both men's and women's styles. And if you're planning to hit the road, Tecovis's ever-growing lineup of rugged and full-grain leather bags will get you where you're headed in style and are built to last decades. Visit Tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. And don't go gently, y'all. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome back to the Palin Finn Podcast Network. We're brought to you by Yakas. For all your fine quality kayak fishing accessories, go to yakgadgets.com. Pelican cases, coolers, and lightweight. Go to pelican.com. And the 153 Bait Company. For all your hard and soft bait needs, go to the153angler.com. So join with me as together we dive into the tips and techniques that will help make us better anglers out on the water. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Bass Fishing for Noobs segment here on Paddle and Fin. I am your host, Sean Lavery. Um, tonight's special guest, uh, we're bringing him back on the Noob Show. Uh, he was on before, back when Ryan was with me, um, and we talked a little bit about uh, the Stupid Tube. Um, it has since become Ryan's favorite uh, lore. So, Ryan, I'm sorry, but, uh, you know, I just had to let everyone know. Uh, um He's probably going to message me and be pretty angry about that, but no, he's good. He's good. But he does love uh, throwing the stupid dude. It's, I think it's his new favorite, but um, I'd like to welcome back to the noob show, uh, Mr. Matt Gibson. Welcome back, sir. Hey, Sean. Hey, man. It's good to have you back. Well, thanks for having me. I had a kind of a, a memory blank there when uh, <laughs> I was chatting with you before the show. And <laughs> usually I can tell from my, my instant messenger chats and stuff you yeah. know, when, when I've had someone on before and stuff. But uh, anyway, it's good to have you back on. Um, uh, it's been a while. I've, I've actually fallen in love with the stupid tubes as well. I just um, got some of the stupid crawls, uh, placed a pretty big order for some jigs and, and some of the plastics too. And, yeah um so definitely loving them as well uh it's working great for me on the river so yeah that crawl is awesome too like if you're looking for like a little skipping bait uh to fish docks with that thing it skips amazing so uh it's it, it's really good bait and sure. and you you had recommended you know checking out the kind of seconds or like the yeah you know, and and i gotta definitely thank you for that too because you know they are really it's hard to tell 
that they're seconds at all and you get a huge bag of them you know yeah so. yeah danny down there at secret lures i tell you what he's got uh some very very high quality standards and like you you said i mean it'll be like i mean it'll be the craziest thing like the dot uh the, the rigging dot just is in in the right spot and he'll he'll <laughs> put it on he'll just, he'll just toss it to the side so yeah, I, I, I think um, I got the ones that are penny color or copper penny color, Ooh. and the smallmouth love them, you know, yeah. so yeah, that, far on the river. So That's awesome. That's awesome. Yep. Yeah. But, um, well, um, before we get into tonight's topic, for those of you guys who missed the show on the Stupid Tube, I'll let Matt uh, kind of introduce himself, let you guys uh, know where he's from and um, kind of how you got started in fishing. Sure. Yeah. Um, here in central Indiana, uh, just north of Minneapolis, I grew up about another hour north of here. So kind of in a, in a pretty dead zone as far as good fisheries. Uh, Which is kind of impressive for the amount of good fishermen you have in that area. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, Jacob Wheeler, like all there's, there's a bunch of great anglers uh, from Indiana in this area. And yeah, it's a, uh, it's kind of a desert out here as far as uh good good lakes uh you know we're not far enough south to have some of those good lakes down there and we're definitely not far enough north here to uh to really get into those glacier lakes uh so we have to travel a little bit for a for a really good fishery now the white river is right in my backyard so uh it's hard to be bummed uh about that because <laughs> man it is it's a tremendous fishery so uh but cool. yeah i'm here in central indiana um I've been fishing, um, man, my whole life. Uh, I can't remember a time where, where I haven't had a rod and reel and, and been thinking about fishing. And it's something I think about daily, even in my uh, quote, unquote, real job. Uh, I, I, I just sit and think about fishing all day. So. <laughs> Glad I'm not the only one. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you're also pretty involved with New Canoe, right? Yes, yeah, so I'm a regional director for... Uh, uh, the Great Lakes region here, um, and then uh, yeah, I'm also uh, one of the tournament directors with uh, Indiana Kayak Anglers. Cool. Um, we're lucky enough to have a really good group of guys, and you you mentioned great fishermen. We have some absolute stud sticks when it comes to kayak fishing too. Uh, we just talked to Jackson Orr last week, <laughs> he, and he's one of them. He yep. has taken plenty of my money. Let me tell you. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we have like Jackson. I mean, there's Aiden Darlington and uh, um, Nick Matthews, um, and even some of our uh, us old, quote unquote older guys. <laughs> uh, we uh, we like to mix it up out there a little bit too. But we got a really good group of guys uh, in the state here, and we're, we're super fortunate. I imagine that makes for uh, some pretty stiff competition in some of your events too. It can, yeah, yeah, they. Uh, they can be very, very tough events, and uh, yeah, it's it's a, uh, but it, it makes everybody a better fish. I was just gonna say, you only learn, you get better from going up against the best. So that's right, that's right. And and most of the guy, those guys you mentioned also would, you know, definitely help you and help you yes. out, and you know, teach you what they know too. So that that's yep. got to be a plus too. So yep, it's awesome. Great community. Cool. Well, um, you know kind of the topic that uh, you kind of approached me with tonight and it, it really piqued my interest because it is something that uh, I've gotten uh, more confidence in this year, um, mainly due to buying a, a, rod, a technique specific rod. Um, tonight we're going to talk about uh, 
crankbaits, but also crankbaits specifically. And um, uh, crankbaiting was one thing that Ryan had, you know, he he spent a time, he kind of goes in, in seasons and during yeah. his crankbait season, he was telling me, he's like, oh, you got to try this, man. And at that point, I had thrown a crankbait a few times, but never had any luck. Um, I had trouble keeping them down where I wanted them to be, mm. but I was never throwing them on the best rod. And then um, after talking to Ryan about that, I uh, I bought just a, you know, uh, I went on, I think uh, I bought one off a gentleman on Craigslist or something. It was a, a casking. It's not even a super expensive rod, but it's a casking crank crankbait rod, a specific yep. crankbait rod. And when I got that rod, it went. It was a night and day difference on it yeah. from anything I ever threw before, and it just started to click, and I started to catch fish, and they it kept them pegged, and um, it was amazing. But so yeah, what uh, what? How did you get into uh, throwing around uh, balsa crankbaits, and and what what kind of drew you to those? So. Uh, I mean, it's going to sound a lot like the Secret Lures uh, podcast or the the Stupid Two podcast, but uh, it's a very regional thing. Uh, the Ohio River Valley, so just south of me, and you know Tennessee area, um, Defoe, guys like that. Like fishing can be very tough on the Ohio River, uh, so it's very tough to get bites. So guys were making balsa baits out of the garage, still make them out of the garage. Um, but what's what's great about um, balsa to me is it's buoyancy. It, it's um, I'm a I'm a shallow water fisherman. If if I stick my rod on the side of my kayak and and I can't touch bottom, I feel a little little out of place. <laughs> like I I really like uh, power fishing and, and and fishing shallow. Um, so that the action of it. Um, I mean, you think about it. Uh, like a KVD 1.5 crankbait is probably one of the most popular crankbaits out there. Fish have seen a ton of those in their lifetime. Right. Uh, so they've seen that action. Uh, they understand that, you know, they've seen it. Uh, balsa, what's a little bit unique about it is it it's pretty lifelike. Uh, one of the great things about balsa is you'll get one and it'll run true and then it'll dart off and they'll come back. And you just keep like, and that's just reeling it. That's just winding. Uh, and uh, it'll go off straight retrieve. Right. Yep. yep. It's called hunting. Uh, and balsa is, is extremely great at that. But then also, uh, kind of another great thing about balsa is how it comes through wood. Um, it comes through cover extremely well. Um, you know, guys, yeah, I, I would challenge almost anyone out there to throw a KVD, or, or a plastic uh, square bill in somewhere versus a balsa, you're probably not going to get hung up with the balsa if you, if you work it right through there. And you can throw in some really, really surprisingly thick, nasty wood cover and come right through it. Okay. And what, what kind of, what, what characteristics help that? Like what, what's it doing down there that's different than uh, like a plastic lure? Yeah, so here's one. So it, it's the buoyancy of it. Uh, so it, it rises, but then also kind of the way it kind of the way it runs too. Uh, okay. You see a circuit board lip on it there. Um, probably one of the greatest balsa fishermen around, uh, Bill Lowen. Um, he calls these baby dump trucks, uh, <laughs> and, and and that's exactly uh, like that's that's a perfect way to explain it. Uh, you can reel these through uh, about anything. Um, 
so it's that's what's attracting uh it to me to balsa but also just the craftsmanship like these things are works of art um not even even some of the quote-unquote larger guys that, that are making balsa baits uh they're not all exactly the same um, right and honestly i i have I've got a whole bunch of baits in front of me right here. And, and just looking at them, I have baits that I fish. And then I also have baits that I collect. Oh, that's cool. So <laughs> I've, I've got kind of both. Um, but yeah, balsa is, is it, it's just awesome. It's awesome to fish with. Uh, it's good when it's tougher conditions and it's good for pressure conditions as well. Um, do you... Uh... Now uh, I'm guessing there, you know, there's obviously different ranges like depth ranges and stuff like that. Um, is it is it hard to get a balsa wood deep or a balsa crankbait deep or you know? It, it can be. Um, you know, there there are some out there designed now that um, you know Phil at PH Custom he makes one that goes like 12 or 16 foot. Uh, it's got a pretty big bill on it. Okay. Um, like this one right here is like a. You know that'll go about six foot okay on, on a decent cast okay um but yeah i mean you start winding some of these bigger baits um and these these actual true square bills around and uh i mean you're getting you know somewhere between the you know anywhere from basically zero to about three foot okay I'm kind of like you i i prefer to stay shallow i'm definitely not an offshore fisherman i i like you know, having a good idea where I am, what's under me and stuff and the shallower I am, the easier it is to tell that. So, um, then, then right away I can tell, cause you, your, your weather is kind of similar to mine. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I think, you know, we get, you know, those kind of cold, uh, winters. Um, I still like to fish in the winter and early, early spring, but me personally, I don't, you know, I don't like throwing like a, like a lipless crankbait or it, it just, it, it doesn't fit my style very well okay. um, or fishing deep. So what I can do is I can still go power fish with something like that. It's called a low dollar bill. Um, and it's a flat. So uh, flat sided bait. Um, so early, early in the year and late in the year, this right here, I can, it still allows me to go power fish. So I can go fish like, you know, fish will still relate to deeper water, shallower water. So I'm, I'm kind of catching them in that transition and, and something like that. It's got a nice tight wobble to it. Uh, but this one's got a little bit more thump than, than typical, uh, flat sided baits. So like flat sided, colder water, like it is tough to beat a flat sided balsa bait. I'm definitely gonna have to try that. Cause that's when I, I definitely kind of got skunked a ton trying to fish in the colder weather this year. Um, and uh, I was trying all the so, cold weather things you hear about all the time, like hair jigs and right. uh, spoon, spoons yeah. and stuff. And I just wasn't having much luck. But And it gets frustrating out there. And, and you know, it, it just, it's tough. Uh, so, like, that was a low one dollar bill. This is, and these are all just tools. That's how I look at all these balsa baits is just tools. Uh, this is actually um, one thing that people will kind of get hung up on is the price of, of balsa and it's well-deserved. Like there's over 40 steps in making one of these baits. 
very labor intensive. You know, it's not like these are, are made in a, a factory in China. Where they're I was going to say it's it's a lot of handcrafted work. Right, right. Um, so like anything in the in the pH line and and you know like uh, laser lures is another big manufacturer of or or another really good manufacturer, not big, but a really good manufacturer of flat baits. You're looking at that twenty to twenty five dollar range. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is actually a little bit cheaper bait. Uh, it's still balsa. Uh, it's just not hand tuned uh, from pH, um, and it's called a W two, and it's in the old school line. And this one right here is you know roughly about ten or eleven bucks. So okay. that's really okay. really not that much different than a Strike King or a. I know I keep on picking on Strike King, but the only ones I think of right now, <laughs> like a, like a Lucky Craft even or or any of those larger manufacturers. Um, Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. And, and it, it, again, it's a flat-sided bait, um, and it's hand-painted. Um, it's it, it's it's a dynamite bait for like if I was going fishing tomorrow, this is this is definitely one I'm taking. Okay. And you said that was the W two from Cust- or PH Custom Line. Yep. So about six to eight ish. Okay. Okay. Cool. Um, uh, what was I just going to say? Um, I de- after uh, after we're done here, I might have to get you to send me some links to some of these so I can include them in the show notes. So uh, yeah, absolutely. You know, the folks can uh, track them down pretty easy because you know some of these you know are you know I've heard of uh, pH before. I think uh, reading through your Facebook, I saw a bunch of stuff. So yeah, um, definitely seemed like a cool place. But some of these might not be as well known to everyone. So yeah, like like that's a laser lure. Okay. Uh, he's an, he's another great guy. Uh, it's a flat side. Uh, last that I knew he was still, he's got literally like a sign up sheet on, on his website and you go through and you pick out what colors you want and you, you ship it to him and then he calls you for payment. I mean, so there's, there's still some pretty small, small, uh, guys building, building balsa baits. That's, that's cool. And you, and you know, it's a labor of love at that point because when, you know, they're still, you know, working to make it yeah. exactly how you want it then you know it's it, it's almost like a an art project so it is you know it is and i guess that's where the collecting side of it comes into because i'm sure some of it, those want collectible ones you know are probably pretty pretty yeah it, it is and honestly like not to get completely off track here but the, the history of balsa uh you know it started off with like a like an old bagley's lure um and and like that's where that's basically where uh, a lot of this started um and then the guys started making them in their garages and unfortunately balsa is one of those fading skills that's dying uh there's not very many younger people into balsa uh and there's not that many uh, manufacturers popping up at all uh because it is they are tough to make like this one right here that's a wee bait 
uh, and unfortunately, um, uh, the owner of Wee Baits, he, he just passed away. Uh, but these baits, they're just, they're awesome. Uh, it's kind of hard to see the color a little bit, but right. they, they are. They are labors of love. There's no doubt that, uh, that they uh, they really, really put their hearts in, into building these things. And you know that that line is probably if he didn't pass on how his process, then that that's probably you know the last of that kind. And and, so. and what's cool about it is, is guys. So Wes England was his name. Um, okay, and I think I've heard that name before. He, he he's around the Cincinnati area. Is okay. kind of where he was at. But what's cool about that too is, like Phil uh, at PH Custom Lures. Uh, I've I've known Phil for very long time very very nice guy very knowledgeable but he has been able to tap into these guys and talk to like uh, you know west england and then you know west would ask him for things and then then, uh, like um it's just a big knowledge share uh like like you know rick at, at laser lures um they all help each other uh because like i said it's unfortunately it's a dying art um and that's really for me where the collecting came from is I want to have some of this stuff around. Uh, right. Right. So makes me want to give it a try just to kind of, you know, keep it going. You know? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Unfortunately, I, know. I, I have trouble swinging a hammer. So you know, you, you give me tools and it's, it's a bad thing. But, <laughs> yeah. but my brother-in-law is super good with wood. He, he, I mean, he's built his own kayak and there does chainsaw go. carving and all sorts of stuff. So I might have to, you know, kind of see if I can pique his interest into this, but yeah. Yep. Cool. So, um, so uh, any of the other ones there on the that you wanted wanted to kind of go over, or I wanted to, I know I want to talk about how what you throw these on and kind of you know what you know your techniques and stuff are. But um, yeah, I mean, honestly, when people, most people I talk to when they when they think about balsa, they think of like the like a like a square bill, uh, just a just a standard square bill. But man, they like this is a tiny hunter. That's a great bait um with great color uh so it's it's a downsized version so you can really downsize it if you want to um like this we we were talking about a a kvd 1.5 but this is like a this is like a 2.0 version okay um man they just they come in all kinds of sizes and i'm i'm a little bit hesitant on talking about this one to be honest um but uh, the little guy right here, uh, okay. made, made by pH. It's, it's a like flat that, side. Yeah. It's, a, it's a flat side with a little bit of a square lip. Um, this thing catches them all year long, but in the fall, this thing like right now too, um, uh, on the river anywhere. Uh, it, it's a small plug. I mean, it's, 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 it's named correctly. It's, it's little, um, but it's a uh, it's a tremendous bait. Um, and then you know, uh, Bill Schultz would say that you know some a lot of times littler is better for smallmouth. Um, yeah, he yeah. swears up and down that the the smaller uh, profile baits are you know better. So yeah, I mean that's like an Andrew that's an Andrew Dixon right there, a guy from Florida. And that's that's a really small bait, like that's a micro. Okay. Some of those would you throw on like spinning rod or is that, is that you still throwing that on a casting rod? Uh, a lot of times I'll throw it on a casting rod. Um, but I mean, I'm not scared to throw it on a, on a, a spinning rod. Like when it gets super, super cold, 
And I just felt like my dexterity is a little lacking sometimes. <laughs> uh, you know, even with like that that WT that I showed you, uh, I'll, I'll I'll go to a spinning rod uh, and, and throw it on it uh, just because it's easier to manage at that point. Right. So. Well, while we're on that topic, uh, like, what is your normal setup for throwing these? Uh, I. Uh, so it, it kind of the rod stays the same i've got a douglas uh, rod and it's a blended rod um it's a um, about a third glass on, on the tip and then so it's it's composite rod um and i've really really enjoyed throwing that this year um and then uh you know 12 pound fluorocarbon uh seems to be just fine for you know, if I want to throw a flat side or or a uh, or a square bill, it's a little light for square bill probably. Uh, and that really really thick stuff, you might want to bump up to fourteen or seventeen at that point, uh, where you're not really you don't really care about depth. Um, but me personally, I don't like to change my line a whole lot. Line's not cheap, so right. Um, you know, especially if you're running straight fluoro. Right. Yes. Yes. And so twelve pound uh, for that. Uh, I have played around with mono a little bit. Um, especially in the winter and mono is okay too. Uh, don't be ashamed to, to grab you some 12 or 14 pound mono and start cranking too. Um, in, in some situations, actually, it, it actually helps you a little bit. So, um, and then I, I really like a slow reel, a slower reel, like a six, three to one. Um, if I'm crank baiting, I don't go any higher than and there are times where I'll drop down to, to like a five, four to one or five, three to one. Uh, if I need yep. to, I was going to say, I, I have, have trouble. I have Go trouble ahead. slowing down. I don't know about you. Like there's some guys that can talk themselves into slow and way down. Uh, I, I can't do that for very long. I'm similar to, I, I, even though I think I'm doing it and then, uh, I'll, yeah. you know, lose concentration and then, as soon as I realized, I'm like, man, that's wobbling a lot. I'm like, oh, I'm way yeah. reeling way too fast, you know? Yeah, yeah. And and another tip for, for somebody that's just getting into crankbaiting, you know, it's fine to go down a bank and just wind it. Uh, but a lot of these baits, like if you'll hear balsa in the, in the word worming a lot together. Okay. And what that means is you throw it out there. Uh, you see like a, a lay down. You'll throw it out there. You'll reel it to that lay down. And right before you get to that lay down, like, like the baits, you know, baits traveling along and it's getting right here, okay. stop reeling completely and just pull it like this. Like almost like a Carolina rig is the best way I can describe it. And just pull it. And that is the magic of balsa. And that is when you get a lot of bites that way. Interesting. Um, I mean, even with, with a flat side bait, a lot of times I'll reel it till I feel something like if I feel the bottom or something. And then if you just lightly just pull and you can still feel that and then just reel the slack in and then just pull it. Um, you'll catch a lot of fish doing it that way too, versus okay. just, just straight winding. And I know, uh, yeah, you know, we, we talked a little bit about how these are a little more expensive bite baits, but uh, like you said, if they do come through cover better, then, you know, that's not as big of a concern because you're getting it back. You know, you're not right. going to ha hang up as much. And uh, from somebody who's probably lost 
uh, at least half a dozen to a dozen <laughs> one point fives on the river this year. I, yeah, you know, I definitely yeah. could do for something that doesn't hang up as much. So, yeah, it uh, it get frustrating out there too. And and yeah, I mean, you just have to. Balsa is a little bit different animal. Um, it, it you'll you'll feel the difference. Um, these baits, some of these baits uh, with the the square bills, they thump really hard, um, and you'll feel a lot. Uh, sometimes you'll even feel the fish kind of push it a little bit uh, before they strike it. Yeah, huh? That's pretty cool. Are they uh, are they mostly silent? Or are they you know? The, how do they i guess they hollow them out or how do they do that there are some that have rattles in them um i don't think i have any I have all my baits i don't th- i don't think i have any rattling uh yeah i do i have some old bagleys that are rattling uh but for the most part they're silent okay um, and it's, it's just the wobble that you're going off of then uh yeah. probably a- appealing to like the lateral line and that kind of thing Yep, and, and you're really looking for that kind of. They swim very, very natural. Uh, you know, I, if if you're out there and you look at uh, bait fish, bait fish never just swim straight. You know, they'll you'll see them even even in schools you'll see them bump up and bump out and side right. to side. They uh, track track in in vectors. Yep, almost. yep, yeah. exactly. Uh, and that's that's kind of what balsa does. Uh, it kind of does it for you. Uh, you just keep winding on in it you'll feel it and then it'll 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 feel like it's it's going way to the left or right and then it comes right back now i've I've heard the term tuning a crankbait is that something you do with those as well um honestly they, they kind of they're already pretty good and for the most part they're pretty good uh any of the ph line they buy um uh, he hand tunes those okay uh before he puts them in the in the box so i don't know if i have one here that's pretty straight. Um, something I hear a lot of people comment on. Oh, here's a good example. If if it'll show up good. Uh, on the on the tie it's oh, where am I at? On the tie itself, you see how it's not perfectly straight? See how yeah. it's bent slightly? Yep. That's because yep. that's because that bait is tuned. Okay. Um that's not a that's not a manufacturing defect. That that's him actually tuning that bait for you. Gotcha. Um, now like um Rick's baits, they they come. I don't know that he tunes them, but they come pretty. They come through pretty daggone well too. Uh, but that line tie is really where you want to uh, 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 make your adjustments if needed. Uh, now gotcha. you know. Mentioned the old school line. The old school line uh, from PH does not. Uh, they're not tuned, uh, but okay. it's very easy to do. Uh, and and honestly. I know he says he doesn't tune them, but looking at them and when the, the way they swim, uh, I think he might be tuning them too. <laughs> They're not advertised as that, and and he says that he doesn't tune them, but man, they they come they come pretty daggone good uh, as far as coming straight. So, well, that's helpful too because I'm sure there's an art to that as well. Uh, and maybe you know, I always I always thought you were tuning them to run straight, but it sounds like you're tuning them to actually have some of that erratic uh, kind of trailing action, or uh, you know, yeah. Crashing. You don't want it laying on its side, uh, but like a, a ball spade, you know, you, you wind it a little bit and it comes at you straight, and it, all of a sudden it veers off and it comes back to you. That that's that's Perfect. one of the beauties of, of balsa. I mean, that's that bait right there is one you you definitely want to hold on to. 
So, <laughs> and uh, that's cool. Uh, so um, that's good to know. Like uh, you know, because you know something that you can fish right out of the package. Uh, same with hooks. Are you? They, I'm I'm sure usually with custom lures like that, you know, they're going to put some pretty good uh, hardware on them. You know, yeah. so generally that's not something you have to worry about swapping out or anything. Exactly. It, it you know with with a lot of the larger brands, uh, you know, they they're not even sure what what hooks they're running at some point, you know, they're buying big, big batches of them and they're just whatever is in the next box. These, uh, I mean, Phil, uh, uh, any of the manufacturers, any of the guys that build balsa, they know exactly, uh, what, what hooks are on there, what brands they are, uh, snap rings, like everything. Uh, they know exactly what's going into that bait. In every pair of Tecovis boots, you can expect handmade quality, first wear comfort, and timeless Western style. Tecovis boots are always made from premium bovine and exotic leathers, and with occasional resoling, they will last a lifetime. The best way to shop for boots is at your local Tecovis store, where you'll be greeted by the smell of fresh leather and a friendly smile. Come on in, grab a cold one, get fitted by a pro, and shop the latest styles. Visit tecovis.com, that's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and don't go gently, y'all. Uh, same, yeah, and I remember, um, I'm trying to think who I, I, I heard talking on um, the uh, final cast segment about even selecting the plastic that the bills are made out of. You know, the circuit board plastic seems to be popular now, and um, definitely that, I've seen, you know, some of the big brands, you know, where the bill just breaks right off, and, yeah. you know, um, so when you're, even when they're selecting that or you know, the different hardware that they use, they can be super, you know, picky about it, knowing that, it, you know, they're you're producing a superior product. Right, right. Yeah, like I said, you know, I, I know Phil's process is, is it's, it, it's over 40 steps to make one bait. So um, it very, very labor intensive. Well, then just the fact that a lot of those you can, you know, kind of, you know, let them know what colors you're looking for. Like, I know I, I'm super partial to the chartreuse with the black back and i've i've seen a lot of really really pretty ones with different um, patterns where they'll like lay mesh over it and uh, yeah. spray over top of that mesh and give it a really cool scale pattern yeah that's a, they can get so beautiful <laughs> it almost makes you want to not throw it cause... i know yeah yeah the, yeah so foil foil is a very popular uh one that, that they'll use that one's kind of hard to see but Foil and then yeah, uh, you know a, a great uh, hand painted um, paint job over the top of those and then don't think about it, but the uh, actually the the clear coat on it matters too, um, and, and and that's that's an art form in itself uh, because you get these baits and they, they don't they don't they don't feel thick if that makes sense you know it, it doesn't feel like like uh, uh, you know, you run your hands across the table sometimes that, that has, has some finish on it and it feels kind of thick and, and just odd. These, right. these don't feel like that at all. Right. But yet they're, you know. but they're durable. Like you, you know, you can bash them off stuff a lot of times and, and do yep. okay. Whereas, you know, some of those plastic ones, you, you smack it hard enough and you're, it's going to come back in pieces. Yep. I will tell you, whatever you do with balsa, do not slap it on the water to get weeds off of it. That is a good tip. I you was just... <laughs> will break it nine times out of ten. 
That would make <laughs> me cry, I think. <laughs> yes. Because yes. I do have a very bad habit of doing that. Yep. And uh, it, once you start fishing balsa, that habit goes away. Uh, I can tell you. <laughs> I can tell you. And, and yeah, I mean, up against rock, yeah, you know, you can start getting a little rash on them. Um, like that one has a little bit of rash on it on the back, and you can actually yeah. see the balsa. Um, guys get freaked out about that, and I can tell you that I've caught a ton of fish off of baits that there's hardly any paint left on them. Yeah. Um, no. I just grabbed some clear fingernail polish and put it right over the top, and you're good to go. Okay. I, yeah, I have a popper that is completely worn down. Like it's, it's not, it, it was at one point in time, it was shiny and silver and it is, I think there's a tiny bit of yeah. silver left on it, but it still gets hammered. So, yep. Cool. Well, um, so, all right. So we talked line and we talked rods. Um, I know you said you, you like to throw the, you know, you talked about throwing them in the cold, um, any other like instances where you're going to be like, Oh, this looks perfect. Like a perfect spot to throw a balsa crankbait. Yeah. So what I think probably the best way to, to, to kind of talk about it is, is seasonal. Okay. Um, so like when I first start in the year, I, I definitely want a, a flat sided bait. Um, so even within, even within a flat sided bait, um, like these look very similar. Oops, Except for paint. Them both on there? Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, they look pretty close, right? Right. This one here is a, is a dollar bill, and it's got more thump to it. So I will start with this. Okay. It's super, super cold out and wind on wind with it. And then, I, you know, if I notice the fish are just kind of just like slapping at it or, or not, you know, not eating it very well. Then I'll go back to that W2 that has less vibration and, and less thump to it. Okay. Um, and then kind of going from there, you know, once they start moving up and, and fish are, fish are kind of starting to set up a little bit like, like the little guy. So, so something starting to get a little bit square bellish uh, to it. Um, and then, you know, running, running, you know, like a one five, uh, or, or a two Oh, um, I mean, that's, that's prime time to go do that. You, you know, you need to get up there and you need to fish, fish, that kind of stuff. Are the, uh, the flat sided more generally uh, like a tighter wobble or, uh, yeah. That, okay. and, and, that, and that's exactly why you throw them uh, at that time of year. It, it's a much, it's a much tighter, tighter, uh, uh, wobble. Like you said, um, I mean, you kind of equate it to like a, you know, like a, like a lipless. You know, lipless crankbaits don't do this. You know, they're they're very very tight, and that's why they catch fish in, in really cold cold water. Gotcha. Um, and kind of that same theory goes with balsa. Um, so as the water warms up, you'll kind of step up your quote unquote thumping uh, right. of your, of your right. crankbait. You'll switch to the more rounded ones that have the wider wobble and yeah. Okay. A fatter body on it. Gotcha. Um, like th this right here, this is a P1. Uh, and uh, like if you want to fish cover, uh, it, once you get into the dog days of summer, you know, a lot of guys like to go and flip and pitch um, really heavy cover. Do the same thing with balsa. Interesting. Uh, That's definitely things. something I wouldn't have thought of. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Those same spots. So guys like Kevin Short, 
uh, he, he's a master at it. Uh, he's got some great videos uh, on, and I've learned so much from him. Uh, and, and also, like I said, Bill Lowen, he's, he's a master with a, with a, with a square bill and a balsa bait. Um, so, you know, as it, as it warms up, you want to get, you know, go, go and throw that square bill. Um, and then kind of once they, you know, in the summertime, once they start fading away a little bit, uh, you know, if they get on like a bluegill bite, uh, you know, I just, I just change up my pattern to, to, to bluegill. Um, and then once you start getting towards the tail end of that, actually, you know, a lot of people put away those flat sides, like the, like the dollar bill for the, for the rest of the year. But man, you can catch a lot of fish going out on like weed lines and throwing that. Um, okay. it's just something different. The fish haven't seen. Um, so, so you can kind of follow them out there, um, with that, um, and then start following them out just like you did, you know, in the winter, flip it to the fall and, you know, you're back throwing a, throwing a flat side of bait into the winter and through the winter. Yeah. That's definitely something I want to try because I, I really, my, one of my goals for this year, I always like to set some goals and one of my goals was to catch a fish every month and I didn't catch my first fish until March. Oh. And it wasn't for lack of trying. Yeah. I, I was out when, you know, as long as the water wasn't frozen, I was out almost every weekend wearing my dry suit, freezing my butt yep. off, throwing a spoon and throwing a hair jig, you know. And uh, yeah, so I, I'm anxious to try that for sure. Yep. And you just, you know, and then uh, like, you know, you can get into throwing uh, uh, like wake bait styles too. So, you know, it's got a very, very steep uh, bill angle on it, so it's going to stay way up in the in the water column. Um, I know. Uh, I mentioned to you uh, before the show, Witty Outdoors. Um, and uh, I, you said they might not be balsa; um, they are custom made. But, and they're wood I, of some sort. Yeah, yeah. and uh, like he has the point fives, and they're they're all but a wake bait. You know, they're yeah, kind of real short, little stubby, kind of real fat. Yep. Um, so I, I just started playing around with those a little bit. Uh, I just threw one. I actually lost my one of my 1.5s, the only one I had with me at the time, and I had that one in my tackle box. So I tied it on at, right at dark. I was just like probably, you know, 20 feet from where I take my kayak out. And I'm like, well, I'm going to throw something. And I threw it and uh, small hit it like right in like a oh. foot and a half of water. It was nice. Oh, that's awesome. That's yeah. great. That's so, great. Yeah, I mean, and, and there's top water baits too that are that are wood baits, um, because again, wood is very buoyant, so it's it's pretty easy to make a top water bait out of out of uh, wood. Um, right. I'm sure the original, you know, top water baits were probably all you know that kind of wood, you know, before yeah. the great yeah. uh, plastic yeah. uh, kind of took over everything, but. And, and that's what's cool too. A lot of the balsa guys, you know, they remember that history, and they they they'll recreate some of those baits, right? Um, some of those legendary baits, like a, you know, like a devil horse. You hear that being used down in Florida. Well, I, I can tell you, here in Indiana, it catches them too. Like that's one of the first things I pick up uh, when when we've had a few consecutive days of, of warmth and uh, those fish are pushing shallow they'll eat a top water and that's, that's kind of where I go is, is something like that. Um, so yeah, it, generational lures, it's, it's kind of cool. Oh yeah. I, I, that's one of the things I, I like to do. Um, kind of what I've been collecting is I, 
my wife likes to go to yard sales. So I'll, sometimes I'll tag along and just, and you find all sorts of cool old baits that, you know, you can definitely see where the newer baits came from, you know, the, yep, absolutely. You know, and, and, you know, a lot of the designs are timeless, you know, if they worked back then, they're going to work now. Not yep. that I throw a lot of them, but I right. like, I like yep. uh, displaying them and stuff like that. So. Well, keep your eye out for balsa. Cause there's, I'm sure there's some balsa baits out there that, that you've seen and, and are around and uh, yeah, some of them um, they can be worth a lot of money, but they're just, they're awesome pieces of pieces of art. And I mean, you, you can pick up a ball spade and you can almost tell immediately just by how light it is. Right. Right. Uh, that, that was what I was going to say. Usually, you know, the times I have actually held them, you know, that was the first thing I noticed. Was yep. how, you know, you can almost instantly tell this is, this is the bosses. So, yeah. I'm I'm curious what the process looks like. I'd I'd love to see them being made too, because the only balsa I ever worked with is like the sheets of it, the real thin sheets. So, um, yeah, th these are these come in sticks, um, okay. and uh, the balsa, the really good balsa guys that I know, uh, they they actually pay to get it graded and, and make sure that it's good quality balsa. Okay. Um, so you know it's it, it's good good wood good good product so right right um, yeah i'm sure that you're you have to be a little selective you know yeah your home depot uh brand uh balsa probably isn't exactly what you're looking for yep cool um all right uh anything else any other tick uh trips or t uh tricks or tips that you can think of that you'd uh want to if if you were you know, just taking somebody out, throwing a balsa crankbait for the first time, anything you would kind of have them do or, you know. Don't be scared to get it hung up because you're not going to, you know, it, it's not going to happen. And and once you figure out that worming deal that, that we kind of talked about, uh, once you get <laughs> once you get that figured out, um, it can open up e even more bites for you and, and bigger bites too. Um, you know, just, just – go out and have fun with it and, and, and don't just go down a bank and, and wind. I mean, um, Lee, Lee Sison is one of the, the godfathers of, um, of, of, of balsa baits. And, um, you know, he actually has tuned some of his baits for if he's fishing a dock to actually go underneath the dock, you know, he'll throw it down the side and let it come. And he's actually tuned it to where it'll go. Like, just have fun with it. I mean, that's, it, it, that's what it's all about anyways. And, um, yeah, once you learn that worming technique and, and you kind of feel it and you see it and you get bit on it, um, you'll, you'll really fall in love with balls. That sounds awesome. Sounds like, you know, something you like totally a confidence booster. Once you, it it, is. when, when you really know exactly what a bait's doing and, and, you know, what is going to draw a strike, you know, and, and it sounds like something, too, that you can follow up behind people that are throwing, you know, plastic oh, KVDs oh, and, yeah. and catch them right out behind them because it's going to be something that looks different. And it's something that's, A, more natural, but B, also, you know, not like everything else they've seen, you know, yeah. from every boat that's passed them by. So. And, and let me tell you something. There's some there's some really big names uh, uh, that I'm not going to I'm not going <laughs> to call out here. That uh, often often call some bait manufacturers that I know. So, 
I was just going to say it's probably a probably a well kept secret uh, it is, by it some is. of those big name guys. But yeah, like and and if you're looking for guys to for more advice, I you know I'm I'm an open book. I'll tell you everything I know about balsa. I, I you know I I'll help you with with lure selection, whatever you whatever you want to talk about. Uh, you know anybody out there, feel free to reach out to me uh, on my Facebook page or um, or however you can get a hold of me. Uh, but there is a wealth of information too from guys like Bill Lowen, Matt Heron, um, Otney Foe. Uh, those guys, those guys really dabble heavily in this. Uh, Bill Lowen has an insane collection of baits, um, and and is one of Phil Hunt's best friends. And uh, they, uh, I mean, here's a. At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. There's a little crawdad balsa bait that, that they came out with. Um, like they know they know balsa uh, and they understand the power of balsa. That one excites me too because uh, I've thrown the the rebel crawl on the river and that's like when you come to the Susquehanna and ask people what crankbaits they throw, they I, I've heard that so many times. Oh, I throw the rebel crawl. So if you have something that's similar to that but a little bit different, I I think that would be. This, <laughs> this thing thumps like it it gets it uh it's in the rivers around here it's really good so, and who makes that uh th that's actually ph okay and that's uh it's called a dollar bill uh crawl dad okay that's the dollar bill in, in crawl okay cool all right well um you, you mentioned you know having the folks reach out to you and ask you questions where where can they uh kind of track you down if they want to yeah, so Facebook, uh, Matt Gibson, uh, and then uh, uh, Instagram, it's Matt A. Gibson. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I will do everything I can to answer any questions you guys have. And I'm, I'm by, by no means a, a complete expert uh, with Balsa, but uh, I do know the expert, so we'll get you an answer. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's good to have that kind of connections to. You it know, is. It is. That's, that's pretty sweet. Um, and like I said, uh, uh, guys, I will, uh, get the information on some of these baits from Matt and make sure that they, that goes in the, the show notes, like in the, in the post for the show. Um, I know if you've already caught, helped me catch a ton more fish on the stupid tube. So I can't wait to see the numbers that I add, uh, with this technique too. So, I, you know, I can't thank you enough for just helping me individually to improve my fishing so that's what it's all about man i'm i'm, I'm really glad I've, I've helped you a little bit along the way and yeah it's uh it, when when bites are tough balsa shines and then also uh in in just terrible weather conditions uh, when it's cold balsa shines so uh, don't be scared to get out there and throw it um i understand it's a it's a higher price point uh, you get a lot of quality with the baits, uh, but also look at like, like I said, Phil's uh, old school line. Those are ten to fourteen dollar lures. That's that's the same as many plastic lures. Uh, so, 
Right. And I was going to say, if, if you had to pick just one to start with, do you know what, what your go-to would be? Uh, I'd be a dollar bill. Okay. Um, a Lowen's dollar bill, right? Uh, how do you say, or how do you spell the Lowen's part? Uh, L-O-W-E-N-S? Yep, that's it. Okay, cool. So it'd be that one, and then uh, I would throw a, I'd throw a tiny hunter in there too. So just okay. a really small, uh, those would be the two. And then if you let me have three, it would be the little guy. Okay. Like the, the little guy catches them almost all year too. So, cool. but, but the dollar bill is really one that's, that's really in adverse weather conditions and conditions where like you were talking about where guys are throwing j- uh, hair jigs and, and, you know, really, really, really tiny jigs and, um, you know, like float and fly and stuff like that. Yep. Oh man, it, that, that's tough for me to do. Uh, and with the low end, between the low end and the and the W two, uh, it's it's made cold water fishing much more enjoyable for me. Interesting. That definitely sounds good because <laughs> it's it's hard to cover water with some of those other techniques. Uh, it, sure. it, you don't even know if 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 you're in the right spots. With exactly, those. and that, <laughs> that is. That has been my biggest question. Like I, I'm like I feel like I'm wasting my time ninety yep. percent of the time. But awesome, awesome. Um, anything else? Anything? Uh, any sponsors or anything you want to shout out? Um, it, yeah, uh, I'm you know been fortunate enough to to be, be working with Douglas Rods. They make an excellent rod. I know that that you've heard plenty about that. Uh, but man, the quality of those rods are great. Um, vicious line. One, you know, that's another Indiana company. Um, you know, they've got some really good fluorocarbon, so check them out. Great fluorocarbon and great mono at, at a really good and fair price. Um, pH Custom Lures, uh, Phil, I mean, he feeds my addiction here with, with balsa. Uh, just looking at it, I, I can't believe how many balsa baits I have. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and until I lay them all out on one table. Um, so definitely Phil, you know, uh, Danny down at Secret Lures. Uh, he's great, another great guy, uh, and, you know, down in that Ohio River region down there. Um, and then, yeah, New Canoe and, and Bending Branches. Uh, I always appreciate the support from, from them as well. Awesome, awesome. All right, man. Well, again, thanks so much for coming on. Um, a wealth of knowledge as usual. You know, I, I can't wait to get out on the water and put some of these uh, things to use for sure. Uh, there'll be some uh, balsa purchases in the future. <laughs> awesome. Much awesome. to my wife's dismay, but you know. <laughs> I know. I know. I got to keep on looking over my shoulder and make sure my <laughs> wife doesn't pop in here because I'm like, oh my goodness. So. All right, man. Well, thanks again, um, everyone. This has been the Bass Fishing for Noobs segment on the Paddle and Fin Network, where we teach you the techniques, the tricks, and the tips to help you rip more lips. Tune in next time, guys. And thanks, Scott. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle and Fin. Don't forget to go check out our website at paddle, the letter N, and fin.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at Paddle and Fin. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at paddle, the letter N, and fin at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Paddle and Fin on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler, the Angler Button, and app just makes 
or a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures located in Northern Illinois for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. Shout out to Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com. 